somebody with a hook that I could have held Somebody with a hand that I could have held When I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be a little more like mercy A little more like grace A little more like kindness Goodness, love and faith A little more
let the darkness fear show your mighty hand heal our streets and land say your church Shaking. No, we won't be shaking. 
scared But I'm so filled with fear I can barely move Doubt I've had my share of doubt But never more than right now I'm wondering you're here this morning as we honor our seniors today. Let's be standing together as we enter into worship this morning. And these are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord. 
And these are the days of your servant, Moses' righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, he's riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call. So lift your voice, it's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. And these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant David rebuilding a temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest. The fields are as wide in the world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes. He's riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, so lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Behold, he comes. He's riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, so lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. So lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Yeah. God is able, he will never fail. He is almighty God, greater than all we seek, greater than all we ask. He has done great things, lifted up, he defeated the grave, raised to life, our God is able, in his name we overcome, for the Lord our God is able, God is with us, God is on our side, he will make a way, far above all we know, far above all we hope, he has done great things, lifted up, he defeated the grave, raised to life, our God is able, in his name we overcome, for the Lord our God is able, for the Lord our God is able. 
God is with us. He will go before. He will never leave us. He will never leave us. God is for us. He has open arms. He will never fail us. He will never fail us. Lift it up. He defeated the grave. Race to life. Our God is able. In his name we overcome. For the Lord our God is able. Lift it up. He defeated the grave. Race to life. Our God is able. In his name we overcome. For the Lord our God is able. For the Lord our God is able. Go and be seated. Well, good morning. I'm the preaching minister here, Jared Robinson. I want to welcome everyone uh, to a very special Sunday in the life of our church every year. Uh, This is Senior Sunday, and we're going to be focusing our hearts and our minds on our graduating seniors, the way God has been working in their lives, the way that we believe and are convicted God will continue to work in their lives. And so um, I'm just, I'm thrilled that you're here today, and I hope that everything we do uh, connects us back to the heart of Jesus and the kinds of people that he makes it possible for us to be. Uh, no matter how old we are, and, and even if we're not graduating today uh, or, or at this time of the year, right, that all of us uh, believe that God is working in us and growing us and changing us. Uh, real quickly, uh, if, if you need some more information about what's going to happen today or anything else that's, that's coming up in our church's life and mission, you could go to sohillschurch.org slash Sunday. Uh, that's kind of like a, an electronic bulletin uh, that has everything that you might need to know. And especially if you're visiting with us today, I want you to know about a, a section of that, that e-bulletin. Uh, one, one of the buttons says, you know, I'm, I'm visiting, and I'd just like to know a little bit more about your church. And so it's a really simple form, your name and email. Uh, we promise we're, we're not going to put you on some sort of email list. We just need a way to get a hold of you so that we can answer some of your questions. If you've been visiting for a little while and you'd like to talk with us maybe about uh, possibly partnering with us, placing membership, you can also fill out a quick form uh, and let us know about that, and we will we'll be sure to, to reach out to you and connect and have that that conversation. If you want to talk today, uh, you don't want to wait. Immediately after worship, uh, out in the foyer, just in this, there's a little kind of corner there where you'll see a sign that says start here. Uh, we'll have a minister, there'll be a friendly face there, ready to answer any questions you might have. Uh, we are thrilled again that you're with us, uh, and we don't want you, if you're a guest, to have any questions and not have a, a place where you can find those answers. As we sing together this morning, As we gather around the table, as we focus on the way God is working in the lives of of our young people, may we find that we are, are drawn closer to one another and to God. May we find that we encounter grace through God and through this church family. I'm thrilled that you're here, and I pray that God moves in this morning, uh, in this moment, 
in this experience to make us more like Jesus. Uh, Would you stand as we begin to sing together again? Let's sing together. Blessing and honor, glory and power be to the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship, you will be exalted, O God. And your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship you will be exalted, O God. And your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. For none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing to the ancient of days. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. For none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing to the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship you will be exalted, O God. And your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. O ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days. Oh, ancient of days. Thank you for the cross, Lord. And thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame. In love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the nail-pierced hands. Wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know is your forgiveness and embrace. Worthy is the Lamb seated on the throne. Crown you now with many crowns. You reign victorious. I am lifted up. Jesus 
Son of God, the darling of heaven crucified, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the For the cross, Lord, thank you for the price you paid, bearing all my sin and shame. In love, you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this love, Lord. Thank you for the nail pierced. And wash me in your cleansing flow. Now all I know is your forgiveness and embrace. Worthy seated on the throne crown you now with many crowns you reign victorious I am lifted up Jesus Son of God the darling of heaven crucified worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb Howdy, my name is Victor Huff, and I went to high school in College Station, and so whenever someone gets up on the stage, they say howdy, and the whole audience erupts with a howdy, so let's try that here today. Howdy! Howdy! I love that, that was great. Um, my name is Victor Huff, and I'm one of the student ministers here, uh, Victor Rosenhuff, I'm one of the student ministers here at Southern Hills. What a joy it is to be able to be here and worship the Lord this morning together. Uh, this past year, before being hired here on at Southern Hills, I've been able to teach middle school at Merkel Middle School. Uh, yes, middle school. Exciting. Uh, there's a lot of joy that comes with teaching middle school, and there's a lot of little hilarious things that comes out of teaching middle school. For example, my middle school students don't know the Texas Pledge that well. Um, although they said it every single morning, they would get one or two words mixed up, one or two words just slightly wrong. Here's how it goes, if you're like me and didn't remember it. Uh, honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. I had one student who consistently took the word indivisible and without knowing it changed it. 
For instance, most days he would say, Texas, one state under God, one and invisible. And I want a bumper sticker with that on it. Texas, the invisible state. Other days he might take the word invincible and change it up with uh, indivisible and change it with invincible. Texas, the invincible state. And as a Texan, I kind of like that. Texas, the invincible state. And I had another student who, I don't think he was from Texas, I, I think he moved in, but every day he would say, instead of Texas, the pledge, he would say, Texas, 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 Texas. <laughs> and that's okay. He didn't know it. He wasn't taught it. He would moved in. Um, and I used to wonder why these students didn't say the words right. And then I thought to myself, do I even know the Texas Pledge? I hear it every day at 9.05 a.m. Um, and for a whole year, my time going to school, my time teaching, I never learned it. I had to look it up for this, this today. Um, I, I would move parts around or even add the, some of the Pledge of Allegiance into it. But this failing of remembrance, it hit me on a different level this morning. We do communion every week, um, and oftentimes people reference the scripture of the first communion in the upper room. And I had to ask myself, how often do I truly meditate on each word and spend on each word that Jesus said in the upper room in Matthew 27? I had to ask myself, how often do I see these verses and not associate it with its significance, their full holiness, their full remembrance? Kids don't remember the pledge because for the middle school students, it might not matter. Like, they might not be important to them. They might not know what it truly means. And so I'm not saying today that you need to have these verses memorized, but I am saying that the meaning of these verses should be held at the highest place in our heart. So this is what I want us to focus on here today, taking the time and the effort to give these verses, these snippets into the upper room, into the first communion, their due diligence. Let us not look at these verses today and say, oh yeah, I remember what that means, but let us fully put the weight behind them what these verses truly mean, their significance that our Savior made by being on the cross for our sins. He broke the bread, he broke his body, so that we might experience his love, his forgiveness, his kingdom. So we're going to give thanks today and eat with our full remembrance. Uh, The verses will be up on the screen here in a second when we take communion, but for now I will read them. Matthew 26, 26 says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you for the significance in each word in the Bible, and we thank you that we get to have a time of remembrance of those words. I ask that as we eat this bread, we give thanks, we eat, and remember your body that was broken on the cross for our sins. I love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Way, let us reflect on the cup here today. 
Let us look at every word and give them their full significance, the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let us give thanks and meditate on these words this morning. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for your blood that you shed on the cross for our sins. Thank you for your sacrifice that means so much to us here today, God. We give thanks as we drink this cup. Let us fully remember what it truly means. We love you and we thank you. Amen. It's time for our offering, and we just want to thank you so much for your generosity that it enables us to do things here at Southern Hills like Senior Sunday. Uh, this morning, you can give online at sohillschurch.org give or in the boxes at the back of the room. It is also time for our children's offering. Right now, it's going to Children Homes of Abilene to support their work with fostering and adoption. This is an incredible ministry, and kids can come down and place their gifts in the baskets after I pray, and kids first grade and younger can head to the fellowship hall out this way for worship after they give. Let's pray for this offering together. Dear God, we are so thankful for all of the gifts that you have given us in our lives, and we thank, thank you that we get to use those gifts to honor others and to help others who are less fortunate or need our help, God. They need your help, and we bless this offering with every cent that we give. In your name I pray, amen. As our children bring their offerings now, let's sing together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder? The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You lay down your life that I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Who brings
brings our chaos back into order. Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who rules the nations with truth and justice? Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Let's be standing together. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross. You lay down your life that I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Oh, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set free. Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me. Let us be faithful, 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 Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. Though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. We believe in a God who is able to bring justice and mercy to all. And he promises strength for the journey to the steadfast who answer the call. Let us be faithful, 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 Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. And though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. We believe in the truth of the Bible, in its power and purpose today. There is meaning and life in its pages. We believe and we choose to obey. Let us be faithful, 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 Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. 
Lord. And though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. We believe that He's calling His people to embody His story of grace. Bringing rescue and hope to the broken. May our lives be an offering of praise. Let us be faithful, faithful, faithful Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Let us be faithful. Let us be faithful. And though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Let us be faithful. Let us be faithful. And though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Be seated. Good morning. Am I turned on? Is it good? Okay, sweet. Uh, my name is Josh Hardcastle. I'm the Connections Minister here at Southern Hills. And if this is your first Sunday here, if you've been visiting, I just want to say welcome. Uh, make sure you come back next week whenever Jared is back because he always does a really good job. Um, and this is a Sunday that I always look forward to. It's a time, uh, like Jared mentioned earlier, where we celebrate our seniors. And as I was thinking about this week, I reflected on what's been going on this past year and what happened an entire year ago on last year's Senior Sunday. Um, I've got a picture of our group. We were standing on the back of a trailer at the Abilene Drive-In doing Senior Sunday out in the hot sun this time last year. Um, and, and that was quite a memorable experience. I, I loved every single one of those faces up there. I've gotten to see a lot of them as they've come back from college and back from uh, whatever they've been doing over the past year. And, uh, and, I, and I look at this year's class, and, and I'm so excited to celebrate the seniors this year and all of their hard work. But it's so hard to believe that that was an entire year ago. It seems, you know, just an eternity ago. And over the past uh, year, we've been doing a lot of things that have been difficult in student ministry. We started off uh, doing this thing called Midweek Live, which was our own version of Saturday Night Live. And I went back and watched the first episode that I did, and it was all by myself. Uh, and it was the most awkward and excruciating thing to watch. Um, and then, thankfully, we hired Avery, uh, who's sick right now. So Avery, if you're watching, I hope you feel better. Um, and all of a sudden, it just got better. And then we brought our interns on, and our interns just made it even that much more better and more fun. Um, and it was a way where we could still connect with our students, even though we weren't physically together. And then we, uh, we tried a couple of things outdoors. And if you were like me, and you love to give high fives, you love to give hugs, uh, all of a sudden you feel bad about getting close to someone. Uh, I remember I was driving through my neighborhood and I saw one of my coaches walking. And so I rolled down the window and I said, hey coach, and we shook hands. And then as I was driving away, I thought, oh no, I'm not supposed to do that. 
Um, and, and it was just, it was a hard year to try to figure out where people are at uh, with everything that was going on in the world. You know, we attempted to make camp work and then we had to reschedule it to a three-day in-town event. And then we had to reschedule it again to a one-day event. And then everything got shut down um, on top of that. Then there was this thing that all of a sudden everybody had to have called Zoom. And if you were like me, you got Zoomed out pretty quick. Um, But our small group leaders were awesome and they made it work with our students for a little while. This year, it it feels like it's been full of a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of anxiety. But as I was thinking again, I feel like there was also a lot of hope in this year, hope for the future. And I'm sure that our seniors and their families are feeling a lot of this hope as well. And they're anxiously counting down the days to graduation. Uh, my, my wife, Whitney, is a teacher out in Wiley. And so that means in our house, there's 11 more days until summer. Or as some people might say, 264 hours. Or others might even be saying 15,840 minutes until graduation. They're counting down. We're so ready for, for summer to be here. Um, but this time of year, it's a, it's a time of year where our students are being pulled in a lot of different directions. Uh, they're being pulled towards summer, but they're also being pulled towards testing. This last week, they were taking the STAR test. They're being pulled towards freedom, uh, but they're also being pulled towards the need to finish. And as I was thinking about, you know, in my own life, what are things that I've prepared for? The things that I've prepared for in my own life whenever I was in high school were driving. Um, I've also prepared for college. I've prepared for marriage, I've prepared for kids, I've prepared for jobs. Um, and, as, and as I was thinking about actually being a senior in high school, I felt like the preparation never stopped. I mean, if you're a high schooler, can I get an amen? The preparation just never stops, right? Um, I was always preparing for something. You know, and I, I played football in high school and I'd wake up uh, to be at the field house at 7 a.m. twice a week. This was what my schedule was in high school. Mondays and Tuesdays would be full practice. Uh, Wednesdays, we'd be in shoulder pads. Thursdays, we'd be in team meetings and have a team talk. Fridays would be positional meetings and then getting ready for the games. Saturdays would be active recovery and watch film, even more meetings. It was a full-time investment for me for four years. And as I've spent time with the coaches that I've been around, I've realized it's been an even more bigger investment for them uh, on top of all of that that we were doing just as high school students. And so if you know a coach, make sure you give them an extra hug uh, today. And there was also this thing that I participated in in high school that I don't really talk about as much. So if it's okay with y'all, I'm going to be vulnerable today uh, and, and share a little bit more about my life than just the football side, the athletic side. Um, but I was also in choir. And not only was I in choir, but I was in show choir. Um, you can, this was supposed to be like an excited picture at the end of a show, but I'm in the yellow shirt at the top left. And uh, that's just how much excitement I have at the end of a long show. Um, if y'all know Phil and Bobette Hedick, their son Hunter's in the, the red shirt right next to me. And maybe you know a few other people up there. Um, and not only was I in show choir, uh, but I was also the president of the Abilene High School Choir. And so I, c- I can tell a lot of y'all are just like, man, this guy's so cool. I wish I could have known him <laughs> in high school. But can you imagine for a second, like right now, I, ha- I can't dance, but adding 100 pounds on for where, where I am right now, trying to sing and dance. And there's a lot of other linemen in that show choir. Um, it was not the greatest thing. But um, I did choir. 
I did show choir, but I also did musicals. Um, and these things were so hard to prepare for. And, and if you do VBS here, you know what I'm talking about. You have to learn the songs. You have to learn how to sing the songs and move around at the same time. Uh, and then when you get good at that, you have to start working on lines. You have to memorize lines. You have to know where you're going to be. You have to know where everybody else is around you. And on top of all that, you have to know how to not run into people. And I'd never figured that one out super well. So I had a big like radius around me whenever I was on stage. Um, there was so much preparation that went into these things. And this went on for months and months until finally it was showtime. And all of these things that I've prepared for in my life, driving, college, marriage, kids, all of these things, high school, uh, musicals, football, all of these things at some point, I've wondered if it was even worth it to show up, except for marriage. I love you, Whitney. <laughs> but I've wondered, I've wondered, was it even worth it to show up to these things? I want you to imagine for a second what it would be like to devote your life to something, to practice, to get ready for it, to becoming the best that you could be, and then deciding after all of that, you didn't want to perform. That's crazy, right? Like, why would you do that? Imagine, again, let's say the top recruit in the nation comes into Wiley High School and he goes to Coach Martin and says, okay, Coach, here's the deal. I'll be at every practice. I'll watch all the film you want me to watch. I'll do whatever you need. But when it comes to Friday nights, please don't put me in. I, I, can't, I can't perform. I get nervous. I, I don't want to. That'd be crazy, right? Like Coach Martin wouldn't even say, hey, come to practice. I don't want you, I, I wouldn't want you to be at practice. But if I'm being honest, I've done this with my faith. I'll say, I'll be at church every Wednesday. But on the other days, I've just got to focus on me. I'll listen to all of Jared's sermons and, I, and I'll share them with my friends. But when it comes to applying those things to my life, oh man, I, I don't think I can do the application part. I'll do my daily Bible study. I'll, I'll listen to worship songs, but when it comes to leading my own family in a Bible study or worship, that's kind of awkward. Did I just say that out loud? This, this is a safe place for us to like talk and share, right? This is a place for imperfect people for us to admit because that's things that I've, I've thought about. These are legit thoughts that I've had in my own life. What I want us to hear today is that God is inviting every single one of us to play because the next generation is watching us. And it doesn't matter if you're a parent, it doesn't matter if you're a college student, whatever stage you're in, God is inviting every single one of us to get out and play because the next generation is watching us. They wanna see how we interact with people who have a different skin color than us. They wanna see how we handle times that are stressful. They wanna see how to be a good spouse. They wanna learn how to respond when someone else treats us poorly. The next generation wants to know how to put their faith into action. They wanna know how to pray and read their Bibles. They wanna know how to show empathy. They need to know how to show empathy. They need to know how to be vulnerable. They need to know how to share their faith. The next generation needs to know how to, how to engage someone whose opinion is on the other side without viewing them as the enemy. We have to show up to play because the next generation is stepping up to play and they're watching us. 
They're listening to us. So COVID was a difficult time for a lot of us, but one of the small blessings that came out of it is that my son was able to learn how to ride a bike. And you know how proud I am that he's wearing a Tony Romo jersey right now as he was riding his bike. Um, but he fell off that thing so many times and, and he was nervous to get on. Um, but maybe you're like my son. He, he's somebody who is so good at the things that he learns how to do, but he has to actually accomplish them before he has confidence in himself to do it. And so we would start with me um, holding the bike and running alongside of him. And then we would go on to me running alongside of him and then I'd let go and then I'd run it back up and catch him when he'd start to wobble. And then we moved on to me running alongside of him, being there to catch him as he fell. Um, But he picked himself back up and he had a helmet on, thank goodness. But he finally got it. He finally got it. And a lot of it for him, what was holding him back was the fear because he needed to be able to experience him doing it before he actually had the confidence to do it. And I've got to wonder if this is our experience as adults. We might be scared of what would happen if we did something that made us uncomfortable. Maybe we're fearful of what other people might think. Maybe we're actually afraid of being afraid. Here's what I do know. Fear kills dreams faster than failure does. Because when you, when you fail, at least that means you had the courage to try something. You had the, the courage to step up and say, I, I don't know if I'm gonna do this or not, but I'm actually going to, uh, I'm gonna go out and do it no matter what happens. If you fail, at least you tried. And, and that's one of the things that we really try to uh, um, invest in, in the lives of Knox and Brooks is tell them, hey, don't, don't not do something until you've actually tried it. Don't say you don't wanna do something or especially when it comes to food, don't say you don't want it unless you actually try it, right? Like Knox, he loves to go to Max Air, but he was terrified of that big platform uh, that you jump off of. And when we finally encouraged him to say, hey, just at least try it once, he did it and then we couldn't get him off of it for the rest of the time. Maybe maybe you've had that experience with your kids where you tell them, uh, just try it and they're afraid and then they actually do it and all of a sudden it's like the greatest thing ever. You can decide to learn from your failure or you can freeze from your fear. Let me say that another way. You can decide to learn from your failure and move forward or you can freeze from your fear and stay where you are. You know, God, he's inviting us to do these things that, that we're learning how to do, that we practice, that we prepare for, to get better at, to figure out. And he's inviting us to actually go out and do it. Jesus, he even talks about this idea um, in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to their life can be compared to a wise man who built their house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and flood came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and it was swept away. And and right before this passage, Jesus is talking to the people about uh, how to recognize false prophets or the fake people. He says, you can recognize these people by their fruits. In other words, you can tell the fans from the followers by how much skin that they have in in the game. And Paul even jumps in on, on his letter to the Galatians on this idea when he's talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And he says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Friends, the church has been idle for too long. Uh, In in Kyle Eidelman's book, Not a Fan, he writes this, uh, the biggest threat to the church today is fans who call themselves Christians but aren't actually interested in following Christ. They wanna be close enough to Jesus to get all the benefits, but not so close that it requires anything from them. I had to sit on that quote for a while because I had all the feelings whenever, whenever I read it. In other words, we've been great at being fans on Sundays, but we need to become better at becoming followers on Mondays. The truth is the church exists to demonstrate God's love to the world in a way that is full of hope and grace and that points to the cross. And Jesus tells us that you are the light of the world and to let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give God the glory because of it. I mean, can you even imagine the force of of change, of of radical change that could happen in the city of Abilene, Texas, if if every single person left their church, not just Southern Hills, but if every person left their church today with the mission to go out into their world, into their lives, into their workplaces, into their homes, to live out the fruits of the Spirit, especially the fruits of the Spirit to the coworkers who frustrate you. Students, maybe the classmates who frustrate you or annoy you, uh, to the people who, who suck life out of you, to the people who hurt you that maybe you haven't let go of that thing yet, to the family members that maybe we haven't made as much room for. Imagine the force of change in this world if we lived out those fruits of the Spirit today. Here's what I want you to remember for today. God's invisible work in you prepares you for his visible work through you. So what I want to challenge you to do this week is to pick the fruit of the spirit that maybe you're not the best at, the one that you have to work on and and ask God to give you opportunities to practice it and let those characteristics of Jesus uh, become more ingrained in you. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. The thing that uh, I, the, the fruit of the Spirit I have the most struggle with is patience. And this is one of those double-edged swords that you probably know about, that when you pray for patience, God doesn't give you patience. He gives you opportunities to practice patience. But I want you to, I want you to figure out what's the fruit of the Spirit that bothers you the most, and then pray that God gives you an opportunity to work on it. The urge to bail on things is, is, is real, um, in my life, and I'm guessing in your life, um, I'm going to be honest with you one more time and vulnerable with you one more time. There are some Sundays that I'd rather stay home and sleep in. There are some things that I've told people that I would help them do that I hope something else comes up so that I don't have to do that thing. There are times where it'd be so much easier just to stay home and not have any responsibilities. Why is that? Well, because I get nervous about my performance. I get scared of not doing or saying the right thing. And I, 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 I say to myself, if I'm not here, if I'm not present, I can't mess up. But here's the deal. Coaches, they can't play for players. They can only give them the best coach, coaching advice. They can only do the best that they can to prepare them for the moment, prepare them for the game. 
but it's up to the players to go out and execute. It'd be so much easier to sit in the stands and just watch from the sidelines. But God didn't give people gifts and talents to sit in the stands with. He called you, he called all of us to be starters. He called you to get out and play. There are no bench players in the kingdom of heaven. I'm gonna say that one more time because there may have been somebody at home that had to go get a drink and they missed that part. Um, There are no bench players in the kingdom of heaven. God has given you the gifts to be a starter. He has given you the gifts to go out and play, to go out and have fun, to go out and share the joy and hope and love and grace of Jesus with the world. Hear me out on this real quick. If we can push past the temptation to not show up, if we can push past the opportunity uh, to play it safe, then we get to the other side. We get to the fun side, the side that is full of hope. And then we have conversations like, man, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I showed up. I can't wait to do that thing again. I can't wait to tell somebody how much fun that I had doing that thing for Jesus that I was nervous about doing. I mean, have you ever had one of those moments where you would just so much rather stay at home? You'd rather stay at home and play it safe. You'd so much rather stay at home rather than go out and do that thing. But then you actually did it. What do we say 90% of the time? I'm so glad that I did that. I even drew a little smiley face on my notes right here for this guy. He's so excited that we went out and did it. God's invisible work in you prepares you for his visible work through you. And it's time to play. And for a lot of our seniors, they've had people preparing them for the past 17 to 18 years. Those years have been filled with anticipation for getting ready for graduation. For some of those students, uh, they're going to be heading off to college. For others, they'll be going off into the workforce. And even for some of our students, they're not sure yet of what's happening over the next year. And that's okay. But seniors, as I look out, here's what I want you to remember. We believe in you. The challenges in life are going to get bigger But God believes in you. God has given you the gifts to accomplish infinitely more than you can possibly imagine. God has put you in a position not to just be a part of the church someday, but to make an impact today. And that's what I want you to hear. You're not just the future of the church. You are the the, the church now. Some of the people who've walked alongside of our seniors and also believe in them are our small group leaders. Um, RSGLs have been such a huge part of our ministry and the lives of our students. They invest in the students weekly and sometimes even go to their games and do things outside uh, of small groups on Sunday mornings. The small group leaders have been there for the hardest of times, the most frustrating days, but they've also been there for the exciting times, the times of celebration. Our small groups have built and created a community that allows students to have somebody who believes in them and gives them a place to belong. But those leaders aren't the only people who have invested in our students. Some of you have prayed for our students. Some of you have invited them and their families into your homes. Many of you have taught them over the years for Bible class in the kids' ministry. Many of you have been to camp. You've gone to retreats before. Many of you have even been on mission trips or gone to dry bones with with our students. And this class is also particularly, particularly important to my friend Holly Rocca. This was her very first class when she was hired on uh, Southern Hills as the middle school minister. This was one of their first retreats that they got to do with Holly. And you'll get to hear from more from her in a second. And you've heard that it was said 
uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, I say it takes a church to prepare the next generation of world changers. And so I want to ask you for a second, if I've just described you, if you've invested in our students in any possible way, if you've prayed for them, if you've been a small group leader, if you've had them in their home, if you've been to camp, if you've been on a retreat, if you've invested in our students in any way, will you please stand up right now? Don't be shy. Stay standing for a second. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stand back up, Kara. If you are visiting, or if you have been coming for a little while, or if this is your family, anybody and everybody in here today, I want you to look at these people who are standing up, and I want you to know that your children, your students, your sons, your daughters, you are not alone in this that it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a church, it takes small group leaders, it takes shepherds, it takes other adults to raise the next generation of world changers. Y'all go ahead and sit down, thank you. One of my favorite uh, aspects of Senior Sunday is the Senior Bibles that we also give out and those are all out here in the foyer Um, and in the Bibles, I've bought Bibles specifically that have margins in them. And so after this, I want to encourage you to go out and write a note of encouragement in their Bible. Highlight your favorite verse and write our seniors a note of encouragement. I still have my senior Bible from 2008, and I'll still go back from time to time and, and be reminded of, of the church family that invested in me, that loved me. And it's, it, it's so uh, uplifting, it's so encouraging especially in the hardest times when the place that you need to turn to is God's word, to open it up and not only find God's word, but your church family's words there to encourage you. And so I wanna encourage you all to go out and do that after service. Just even if you don't know the seniors super well, it's still important that they know this church family loves them. This church family cares about them and this church family supports them. Um, Right now, we're gonna call our seniors up to the stage to be recognized one by one. Um, And I'm gonna go ahead and ask the small group leaders of these seniors to go ahead and make their way up here. Um, And then Holly to come join me and Victor to come join me up on stage. These are all people who've invested um, in the lives of these students for for a long time. They've loved on them, they've cared for them, they've been there for them um, and with them. So seniors, as I call your name, uh, go ahead and come up to the stage. David Anderson, Cooper Cothran, Dominique Douglas, Marley Goode, Salem Holloman, Amy Jordan, Caleb Stone, Faith Trout, Kennedy Ussery, Ashlyn White, and Logan Williams. Let's go ahead and give it up for our seniors.
I'd like to read a prayer from uh, Ephesians chapter three. And, and I've, I read this this morning to our students in the, in the senior breakfast. Um, and then right after that, as I mentioned before, this class is very important to Holly Rocca. And so I've asked her to uh, just share uh, a quick hopes and dreams for you guys. And then right after that, Todd Hooper, one of our shepherds and small group leaders is gonna say a prayer. Um, so here, these words from Paul. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Holly. Uh, the That's why they were all in trash bags. And I promise the best part of that was Todd Mullins with a giant uh, jar of mayonnaise running through the cloud, slinging mayonnaise at the children. It was, I will never do a food fight again, but I have missed mayonnaise slinging at children. It was fun. My sweet friends, uh, many of you were in my first Bible class at Southern Hills that I ever taught. And in some ways, we have grown up together. And I am proud to stand here with you today. You have to forgive me. I have to read most of it. I'm emotional. Um, As you stand on this stage, my mind's eye sees the children that you used to be. And as I reflect on that, and what I hope you have already been taught about Jesus, I think of that first Sunday together. And I hope that this church, for however much time you've been a part of it or will be a part of it, has taught you well. Not just about who God is. I hope you've come to know God. It's uncomfortable to admit, but theology can only do so much. Um, If the sum of faith could fit inside of a microchip that you just had to download into your brain, that would be so much easier. If the big questions of the world were just like a math problem to work out on a calculator, the answer showing up in black and white on a tiny screen, that would be easier. But the study of God is no match for the presence of God. Ideas about God aren't bad, obviously, but they cannot contain his fullness. And nowhere is this clearer than in our pain. Sometimes I feel like darkness is winning. I open up my phone, and within one minute, I'm drowning in pain. Pain for others, pain for the state of the world. I flip on the news, and I'm so angry. There's injustice, there's brokenness. Everyone is walking around with at least the emotional equivalent of a sunburn, 
and some people are walking around charred to the bone. I'm scared to send you into that. I hurt for the pain you already have carried at such a young age, and I hurt for the pain that you in the future alone can carry. But here's what I know. I know grief is never shushed in scripture, or when it is, it is soundly rebuked. I know Jesus was angry. I know pain is never told to just get over it. I know that Job yelled at God. I know that when Jesus was alone in the desert, he told himself scripture. I know that this book is full of those who cried out and called out, poured lament, and were called beloved. So may you, my sweet friends, be covered in God's protection. May your next few years be still waters and calm waves. But if a storm comes, may you lean close to our creator. May you shelter under his wings. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war, so that you will reach out your hand to comfort them and change their pain into joy. May God bless you with the foolishness to think that you can make a difference in this world so that you will do the things with others that others tell you cannot be done. And may you always know that you are beloved, precious child of God. I love you. I'm going to ask if all y'all will scoot this way just a little bit. I'm going to ask the elders and their wife to come up and get behind them, and we're all going to squish in here and, and say a little prayer. Uh, while they're making their ways up here, I want to take a shout out and say hello to everybody that is watching online. I don't get to do this very often, so I'm going to take advantage of it. I've got four little ones out there that are watching today. So to Caleb, to Emma, to Claire, and to Caroline. God loves you, and so do I. I am so glad that y'all are here. Uh, I look out and see some that are visitants that have been part of this congregation before. I see grandparents. I see cousins, aunts, and uncles. It is great to have y'all here. And we want to take a time uh, to get to know you a little bit better after this is over. So hang around and let us visit with you. I, as Holly, and those Josh has said, this is one of my favorite times of year because this is a time that I can turn my back on you guys and talk to these guys. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I want y'all to know, we as an eldership are very proud of you guys. Thank you for being a part of this church. Thank you for helping us love you. And thank you for loving us. If I have a challenge for you guys today, whatever you do in life, get you a group, a special group that you can call on whenever you need them. Times in my life, I can think back of some very special friends of mine. One of them is standing right back there. Mark Hanner and I have grown up in the same church in the little town of Border, Texas. And when we have struggles, we can call on each other. When we lived in Coleman, I think of people like Kelly Blackerby and Johnny Dempson. If there was ever a need, I could pick up a phone and call them, and they would be here the very next day. 
So I encourage you, wherever you go, if you're going out to school, if you're going into the workplace, find you a group. And get that group involved in the church and in your lives so they know what's going on. I appreciate you guys, and I love you guys, and may God bless you. Church family, as soon as we say this prayer, I'm going to ask y'all to stand up and clap these people off the stage. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we are indeed thankful for this special time in life and for the things that we can can do in our lives and for the opportunity that you're going to put before us. And I pray, Father, as we go out through our workplace, through school, as we meet new friends, that you help us and challenge us to be more like your son, Jesus. Father, I pray that you continue to put people in front of them that can help them walk along the way. And I pray, Father, that you always, always walk beside them in whatever they do. Father, we are proud of them, just as I know you are proud of them. So please continue to bless them and their families and the things that they do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's go. What a, what a great day to honor our graduates this year. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. Let's sing together as we close this morning. This is the season for new anointing. This is the season for fresh outpouring. That the sons and daughters of the King of glory may arise and shine. That the sons and daughters of the King of glory may arise and shine as we declare. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. In the beginning God created, and for his pleasure all creation sings. Every son and daughter of the King of glory now rise and shine. Every son and daughter of the King of glory now rise and shine as we declare. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this this is the day that the Lord has made. Let your glory fill the earth. Let your glory fill the earth. Let your glory fill the earth.
Let your glory fill the earth as we declare this is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. King of glory, fill the earth. 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 As we declare this is the day, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. May God bless you. Have a great week.